We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me, and I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Welcome back. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Poor Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 list. If you don't have a drink yet, you can try today's inspired drink based off number 93, 2001, A Space Odyssey. 1968 is when the movie came out. Uh, the drink is Hal, bourbon, pomegranate juice, lemon juice, and ginger beer. Just a disclaimer, this is the number it is at at the time of our recording, uh, so it might be different when you listen to us. Uh, so we just wanted to, you know, we haven't really been saying that, but we just want, we put it in the descriptions, but we just wanted to start saying that, that the movie is at this number at the time of the recording, and it may change. So, moving on. Um, the director, Stanley Kubrick. The writer, Stanley Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke, starring Keir Duella, Gary Lockwood, William Sylvester, and Douglas Rain. IMDb rating 8.3, compared to the Rotten Tomatoes score of critics 92%, audience is 89%, the letterbox is 4.3 out of 5, box office, domestic 59.9 million, 524 million adjusted for inflation, worldwide 71.8 million, 627 million adjusted for inflation, Oscars. It won Best Special Visual Effects. It was nominated for Best Director, Original Screenplay, um, and Production Design. Um, do we think 2001 Space Odyssey should be at number number 93 and should it even be on the list at all, Jimmy? I think it should be a little higher. How high? In the 50s. Kelly? Um, it definitely deserves to be on the list. Um, I'm actually like comfortable where it is right now, me personally. I agree. It should be on the list. I think. I think. I can see like fifties. I think fifties is a good spot for it. I think that's appropriate. Um, Jimmy, can you please fill everyone in on what the movie's about? I just want you to know, I don't like the synopsis. Well, then you know. can find your synopsis. But I don't know where, where would you get this from. I got all of them are come from IMDb. I know it's just weird the way they wrote. So this. you can find your own if you like. The monoliths have been watching us. They give humankind the evolutionary kick in the pants it needs to survive at the dawn of time in 1999 humankind discovered a second monolith on the moon now in the year 2001 the ss discovery and its crew captain dave bowman and frank Poole, and their onboard computer hal 9000 must discover what alien force is watching earth dot 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 to add the end for dramatic effect Oh, I thought you just had like a mistype there. Yeah, I just put three periods. Let's do some shotgun facts. Number one, there is no dialogue from the first 25 minutes of the movie, ending when the stewardess speaks at uh, 25 minutes, 38 seconds, nor at the last 23 minutes, excluding end credits. With these two lengthy sections, 
and other short ones, there are around 88 dialogue-free minutes in the movie that is 138 minutes. Number two, the entire film contains only 205 special effects shots compared to 315 Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. Uh, and over two, and over two, 2,200 such shots in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Number three is the movie was not a financial success at first. MGM was planning to pull it back from theaters, but several theater owners persuaded them to keep showing them showing the film. Many owners noticed the increasing number of young adults attending the film. They were especially enthusiastic about watching the Stargate sequence under the influence of psychedelic drugs. This helped the film become a financial success. And those are my shotgun facts. Any additions you'd like to add? No. Mm. No. No? No. Kelly? No. No? Well, then we'll be right back. Hey, dog biters. Mike here, host of the Man Bites Dog podcast. I came here today to give a little promo for our show, but I made the mistake of telling my co-hosts it might be funny if they came in and were mean to me. Uh, well, here's how that went. Hi, I'm Mike Hill, host of the Man Bites Dog podcast, a game show where I ask you, F*** you, Mike. Okay. That, all right, well, that's unnecessary. Oh, you're unnecessary. Okay. F*** it, I'll do the thing later. <laughs> what do you want us to say? I was being mean, you f***ing All right. That is yeah, true. Right. He was doing what you asked. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Problem. If you have a problem with me talking to you, when you say talk to me, say something mean. I said something mean, and you're gonna be like, oh, don't, don't just do it by myself later. I already deleted everything I wrote. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Man bites dog. It's a lot like that, except there's less bleeping, and there's a news quiz. Oh God. And we're back. 2001 Space Odyssey. Jimmy, let's let's go start with you. What did you like about it? I like this a lot. Um, just in general as a film. I have seen this movie probably about four times. And each time I watch it, I like it more and more. And I've seen it in a theater on 70 millimeter, and it was beautiful. And I just, every time I watch it, it just gets better and better. Do you understand it more every time you watch it? Is uh, there a little bit that no you like? No one... No one, and I repeat, no one understands this movie. What I'm, what I'm, and if they say they do, they're 100% lying. What I'm saying is, when you watch more, do you like understand what they're trying to I mean, guide you I with? have my interpretation of what the ending is, and I don't think I'm right. I don't think there is no correct interpretation of this film and its ending. Well, I did, I did have what Stanley Kubrick described the ending. Would you like me to read it? Yes, It's please. a little lengthy, but I'll read it. Um, in a rare interview, Stanley Kubrick explained that Dave was taken in by a godlike entities, creatures of pure energy and intelligence with no shape or form, which certainly goes some ways to describing the portal of color that transfixes Dave throughout uh, through his venture. This godlike entity then places Dave in a human zoo to study him, and his whole life passes from that point in, that point on in the room, and he has no sense of time. After the film was swiftly graduates from Dave's being the age he is to on his deathbed in merely a few sequences. Kubrick established that when they are finished with him, as happens in so many myths in all cultures of the world, he transformed into some kind of super being and sent back to earth and made into some sort of Superman. We have only guesses what happened when he goes back. It is the pattern of the great deal of mythology. And that is when we're, that is what we're trying to suggest. This fits to the whole idea of 
indestructible black monolith. When it appears millions of year, years ago, it helps spark evolution by teaching the, the primates about tools. It appears on the moon. It, it appears its appearance on the moon is signaling then the next stage of evolution, which appears to be personified by Dave as he's becomes some sort of Superman space baby. Just as the humans in 2001 have created sentient, intelligent life with HAL 9000, so have the godlike creatures with them, with uh, Dave, I guess. That's what he said. I understand a bit of that, I but don't, not, I understand the zoo part. And like I, the don't, room. I don't see any of that. I see it as the monoliths help. I, I see the monoliths help with technology, starting as far back as, um, like, um, Cavemen, Neanderthals, the dawn of time. At the dawn of time, with using weapons, I see that, and I think that the monoliths all pretty much come to AI and Hal nine thousand, and Hal pretty much taking over, and it, like you know, robots taking over. I see that, but what I don't think happens is the monoliths might be a being. And it leads him into a black hole as he's looking for Jupiter. And what I think is that black hole does something where he's able to see his whole life. Just reincarnation after reincarnation after reincarnation. And I think the end shot of the giant fetus... In is, space is reincarnation is him being reincarnated for the first time but i think it'll just be a constant a constant never-ending cycle i agree with the reincarnation i thought of that when i watched the movie but i also thought i can see what the human zoo thing we're like see i don't see anything about a human zoo i see that as that like they're studying him and like that he thinks it's going on for like quick it just like happens but like it's been years of his life and it could be kind of like it's just they take people and they study them and they send them back reincarnated or or send them back. And that's what the monolith is. I don't know. I, I mean, you're right. There is no answer that anyone have. Kelly, any guesses? I mean, to be honest, I didn't really understand what was happening at all. I don't really like the ending of the movie. Um, like, I really didn't like the ending of the movie only because I was confused. Uh I mean, I see what Jimmy's saying. I see what Kubrick's saying. But to be honest, I, all I can get out of it is that there's some form of reincarnation occurring. What that actually means for the baby or what he is, I have no idea. Um, but, like, I guess I can, I can see what he means by the zoo thing. I understand what Jimmy's saying. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't really know what to say because as someone who didn't enjoy the ending that much, doesn't understand the ending, but really much just hits the gist that it's about reincarnation, that's, like, literally all I can attribute to it because I don't understand it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Kelly, how many times have you seen this movie? Once. Once. This is the first time you watched it? In full, yeah. Matt, what was... This is the first time I watched it. And then I rewatched when you watched the ending. Not the whole one. Okay. So I've seen this movie about four times, I think. And the first time I saw it, I was like, Kelly, I'm like, I have no idea what I just watched. I It, it made no sense, the ending. 
the second time you kind of start to pick up on some things and then when i saw it in the theater and i literally had like no distractions like my phone was away like nothing you understand it you don't understand it but you're you're getting references that now when i watched it for the fourth time i'm like putting pieces together from the beginning of the movie from the middle of the movie to the end and then that's how i came up with my ending i feel like this movie you need to watch multiple times with no interruptions and and just kind of let it take over you because i know a lot of people are like like Matthew, you said you were like i don't understand it like i understand this movie i know what's going no, on i didn't say i understand it. okay listen to me if i would let if you let me finish okay. then you said then you said until oh, the oh. last like 20 minutes yeah. where you're like i have no idea what i just watched yeah it takes multiple, multiple, multiple viewings of this film to, I think, appreciate it a lot more and to understand what's supposed to be happening. And I don't think there is supposed to be a definite resolution or ending to this movie. I bet you if... I think it's supposed to be up to the viewer's interpretation. I bet you if you asked the, uh, like the guy who wrote the book that this was based on and he watched it, he'd probably think of something different. That's probably Stanley Kubrick's thing. That's what I'm like. I kind of... My thing, my idea of it is the yours and his kind of mixed together. But you can't also... But did you read anything about it after or have you just slow, solely just gone based on different views? I, 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 yeah, because I have not, I've slowly gone on different viewings and... I mean, maybe I've read some... Like, you know, articles about it. And because I remember when it came out a couple of years ago for some anniversary, when they had a roadshow of it, I might have read a review or two that here or there, but I just remember a lot of people going, it, like, you, if you can explain the end of this film, you're lying. You're lying. There's no, there's no way you can understand the end of this film. I mean, I know that there's like people have two views on the ending. It's either like a dark apocalyptic view. Or like a restoration of humanity. And that's what I read when I was trying to figure out what was going on. I mean, I see where they're coming from, but I'm not sure whether or not it achieved either of those. To be honest, I got a lot of interstellar vibes from it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, like for now, that's what I'm going to go with and what it was like with interstellar. It's just like there's just some other universe, some higher being that's just watching us and I don't know, trying to fix stuff, maybe possibly fixing stuff, maybe just not. Maybe they're in just like an endless like type of loop until they can figure it out, which, you know, sometimes there are just no solutions to problems. So that's just kind of like where I took it and just kind of ended it because I was like, I don't really see, I see the dark apocalyptic thing. And I don't really see it that much. I see the humanity, I the restoration, but I'm like, to be honest, I actually don't like, I was like, I see where people may think that way, but personally, I don't think the movie achieves either of those paths. I think I would I would say more the restoration, just because of the fact that maybe the monoliths were like, oh, whoopsies, we might have went too far with AI. So, and the giant space fetus is like a re a rebirth. Well, that's like why I say it's similar I don't to see, Interstellar, yeah, where I don't it was like see, someone's watching. I don't see a a dark apocalyptic v- uh, future that that I, I don't get at all. But I understand the other point of view. I get the dark ap- apocalyptic future, and that goes into what you also said before about it's just a never ending loop. So it's just kind of like this. Just may be like for what happened to that captain, life what it is for him. 
I didn't. I didn't get the apocalypse. I mean, not until you said it. Like I can see what you're saying, but I never thought about that. Well, until- that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think the movie achieved either of those paths, so I'm not really sure how people came to them to like think of it that way. I can see where they might think of it and where it could branch off, but like I just don't feel like it really like goes there for like either of them to be honest. And I also, I mean, since it is Stanley Kubrick, and when he takes source material from a book, he usually doesn't follow the book very well. AKA the shining, <laughs> but the writer of the book was like, he wrote, helped write this movie. Yeah. I, I understand that, but I feel like Stanley Kubrick, I feel like there is no, there is, there is no definition to the film. I feel like he made it so that every person has their own idea of what's going on. And now I can watch it again in 10 years and have a completely different. Well, I definitely do. Th- I definitely do think the ending has something to do with, evolution and the cycle of evolution stuff like well the that. whole movie does because the well, beginning is the the them using the weapons no, and no, tools but that's what i'm saying i think that definitely is part of the ending it's like i think that's like the only part that like i think sticks is it up up for debate that's what i'm and saying i mean the, what the movie is was was filmed in the late 60s 68 so 68 78 88 98 so about it's supposed to be about 30 years in the future and they're already like going into space as like you know recreationally recreationally for business unlike you know uh pan am yeah has their own spaceship going to those well, apparently he did that because um that like they actually were on the waiting list to be one of those like first companies to do it that's why he chose pan am but i think i think it's just supposed to be it's it's supposed to be advancement. I mean that didn't happen. It's twenty twenty three now, and I mean they're up to AI. You can't. We got the AI, and we, we got still, the space travel, but not recreationally. But it's only very rich people yeah. who go recreationally and into space, space for like three seconds. Go down. And I mean now, after seeing rich people go to see Titanic, I don't know if I want to go <laughs> into space unless it's you know. Actually, I, I mean, know. that's a little the different. Space, the space thing is a little that's more secure. A little it's, it's gone. But you can have space things explode like the Challenger. Yeah. So we don't know. But I think the monolith is just supposed to, I think that the monolith is supposed to be an alien species. And it's just supposed to help with evolution. evolution. And that's like that's the only thing I am like 100% sure of. Well, that's, yeah, because that's what the whole movie is about. So it's like I think everything else you can like interpret differently, but I think that's now, like did the they have in the nineteen ninety nine segment? Did they have the AI? N- no, how so did between it Jupiter's so be- so when they found the AI on that moon? I mean, when they found the monolith on that moon, I guess that monolith was supposed to represent the creation of AI. I was the other monolith was supposed to be the creation of like tools and weapons. I, I would assume that's what it is because I don't think, no, I don't think there is any how. Because I, I, I believe that like it's almost like humanity is plateaued and then this monolith comes and it's like, oh, tools. Tools now make intelligent creatures, blah, blah, blah. We get all, we get all this space travel stuff. We get up to the space travel stuff and now they're like, okay, we plateaued again. Now what do we do? And they're like, AI. So if there was a fourth, like a fourth monolith, it I don't even know what it would be. Well, that's why I'm like that's why I think it is like reincarnation, but also like who knows like how many people they've done this to, where it could be like that's the monolith of like the person that 
going into the black hole. I don't know. It's like a whole. So you think that he becomes a model? Like it might look like a baby, but like it, like you don't know, how, you don't, you never see how it gets down to that the monolith. My head is like maybe that is the monolith, but I don't know. But now it makes sense. I remember I used to see this movie poster. I'm like, why is there a baby on the cover? I was like, I never understood why. Cause I, I've never seen like I've seen. And now, do you understand the Barbie teaser? Yes. Yeah. But I've, I mean, I, I think I saw like recreate, like I saw like side by sides of it, the one before. So that, but I understood it more now. But I mean, speaking of that, I feel, I was telling Jimmy this before watching this movie. I didn't realize how similar Wally is to this movie. Yes. Because this movie, but like even down to like, they the, have taken so many things from this film. It just like hit me randomly. I'm like, wait, like when the, I think when they disconnected, how and he like plays the video I'm like they did that in Wally. He's doing days. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't. I think they actually sang a song in Wally too. Like they might have, but I think that was supposed to go back and watch Wally now. Now I do want to because like the whole <laughs> see, beginnings, no, see, no you, talking. You literally need to like you know buff up on your film history because you're watching things now and you're like I don't get it. Like with um Babylon, I feel like if you hadn't had seen like that silent film right before you had saw Babylon or like vice versa it wouldn't have clicked a lot of the stuff in Babylon. So you have Possibly. to watch silent films to really understand Babylon. That's why we had doing this podcast. I have a list now of things that I have to watch by a certain time. Okay. I can't put, I can't put them off, but yeah, that interstellar, I was like, wow, this has a lot of similarities to this movie. Just very specific, but going back to the original thing I asked you, like what were the main things you liked about it? Like what? Cause this one review said, number one, the visuals, um, the, no, the special effects. Cause I'm like, I would think like, 99% of that is mostly practical. Some of it would, no, I think they said some of it was CG, like whatever that, whatever like Star Wars did CGI wise, like that. I understand yeah. that, but I think that that CGI looks realer than CGI oh, now. Oh, 100%. It was like the back lit screw. I think that always looked a little realer than CGI. Um, I, well, it's also like mini, mini models. Like, yeah. so they're like actually yeah. filming like an actual built yeah. solid. And thing. that whole, like, and I think when they're spinning, they were. Oh, I think Christopher Nolan uses the that in Inception. Yeah, this the scene where he's jogging. He said that was a full, fully built set that was just like they took a whole and the camera would be spinning. They took a whole studio where I think they had to actually like buy other properties to make other films because like they had every single studio, uh, not not warehouse, but whatever sound sound stage. Thank you, using for this film. You know what's funny is that like you bring up Inception, but honestly, like I've seen it earlier and it was like InSync's bye 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 video, like. It literally takes the moving room and the filming. And I'm just like, that's where I think. And it's just like funny that it's like, I mean, the only thing that, is I've seen that, that music video scene being filmed and just the whole hallway is turning. That's exactly what happens in the InSync yeah, Bye so, Bye Bye video. That's why I'm just like, this and is I've so seen that weird. in a lot of stuff, but like this, that's, this is where I think they created that special effect from because they used it multiple times. I love that. That's my favorite scene. In sequence in the entire movie and I, in the jog that was a good scene. and i did read a everything in the rotating room i loved it yeah. i did read so a, much. a scene where the the pen is floating and they yeah. were literally like i don't know how to film this and they're like well like use like fishing wire and they're like no you can see it and then they're like well we'll just take very very clear plexiglass and i think that like double-sided tape had just came out mm-hmm. and you can see the the steward just pulls it pull off just the tiniest bit to get it off the the plexiglass 
But I also like the detail they had in this movie. Like, even, like, they showed the scene. Like, they showed, like, product placement. I love why, the product placement. Well, they were showing, like... them don't exist anymore. Well, no, but also, like, why? Like, I was like, oh, like, how is she walking if it's zero grab? But, like, she had, like, the, the stick shoes. shoes. And, that's, and you saw her, like, kind of... She was walking in place. Was, well, apparently she was high on medication. And, like, that's why she was walking like that. Apparently she came out later. But, like, it worked with the trying to struggle with the gravity. But I like, like, the, the detail is really good in this. But even some reviews, they're, like, the special effects are, like... Pretty much better than most things today. Like yeah. it just yeah. yes, because practical. I still think practical effects are much better. And I, I was telling you this. A lot of people are like they just want to see how he did it. Like I would love I, if there's like if a behind the, doc- the scenes. I could have swore there was a documentary. I could be thinking of something else he did. Or, if there's documentary, I want to watch or, it because the whole movie. I was like, how are they or, doing? Maybe I I'm thinking of Heart of Darkness with Apocalypse Now. I I was like like the entire I like the visual effects. I was like, how are they fucking doing this? Yeah. and it's like. That's what like really, really kept my interest because I, I, I told um, Jimmy and Matt before, I was like, I personally don't care for the story mm-hmm. in this in Space Odyssey, but to be quite honest, the visual effects overtook that because I was so fascinated by everything that was happening that like I couldn't stop watching it. And also his, like the other one where like it listed like things that they liked, it was the directing. And I'm like, he had so many static shots where I was like getting nervous. I was like, okay, I just want to see what it is. Like, okay, like the whole scene at the yeah. end where like, you don't really you see like backs of people's heads. I'm like, okay, what is it? Like, go, zoom in. Like, I cut, cut. I want to see it. It like made me like <laughs> anxious. And I was like, he he does do suspense well. I feel like, and they said Hal Nine Thousand is one of the most villainous characters in film history. I know we had that topic with one flew with the cuckoo's nest. Do you think he, Hal is a very good villain? Yes. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just curious because well, he's AI gone gone wrong. I'm not yeah. saying it's he's not a, a nurse doing their job. I didn't trying mean, to keep these in uh, page, uh, her patients safe. I was I didn't mean to start a whole thing. I was just I wanted to know if like you had that same reaction to how. No, well. how fucking killed the entire space crew. I'm just asking a question. Versus Nurse Ratchet, who literally did nothing. Literally, <laughs> she literally, just did her fucking job. I was like, they're like, don't worry, he can't hear us, and they're and Tal's like, haha, I, I can, can read, read your lips. lips. I was oh wondering that. Oh my god, that. I got so mad at that because literally when he, when they're like, Hal, turn us around again, and then they're trying to do i was like bitch he can fucking see you he's definitely reading your lips he's ai and yeah. i was like you're so fucking dumb keep your back to him in my head i was like if they're saying this is like the like the like one of the best com- like ai computers like like it's a person i'm like pretty sure he can read lips as well i'm like and it's what like you see in the shot i'm like it's directly in front of them i'm like i guess not but then at the very before like right goes intermission it just it like zooms in on his mouth and i was like Oh, he knows. But the, I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, you fucking idiots. Why would you turn yourselves around one more time? Just why? Also, like, ha- I, Hal is the, like, I was telling Jimmy this before. Like, Hal is, like, the, I wish, I actually, this is the few, like, voice acting ones where I think they deserve uh, an Oscar for best, like, supporting or actor, nomination-wise. Like, with Scarlett Johansson and her. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, it's almost like if you close your eyes. It's uh, it's just as good as everyone else. You get a visceral re- visceral reaction when you hear him speak. Oh, it you're was just so like, like eerie. Because you're just like, fuck. Because there's no score or anything, and because yeah. again, they said this movie. They said it's one of the few science fiction movies that scientists actually applaud because they're just like it's, it's really realistic. realistic. Yeah, and there was like no noise at all. So that's why like we're talking about complete utter science silence minus like little boop beats here and there and then you hear this smooth velvety deep voice saying things in a monotone type of way where it's like you're he's trying to be soothing but it's just like it's fucking creepy yeah he's so uh, it was so good i'm surprised 
It didn't get cinematography this movie nomination. It was, and it's like Jimmy was like, oh, maybe because it was just technical stuff. Like, no, because it got director, it got screenplay. Like, obviously, people, people like the Oscar people liked it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, even if it maybe became more popular later on in life, I'm confused how cinematography meant. Like, did Interstellar get nominated for cinematography? Interstellar did not win best cinematography, but like another movie that like I can kind of compare to this one with like space and the way it looked and all that was Gravity, and that one did win. Uh, cinematography yeah it makes no sense because those are the two space movies that i can think of when it comes to cinematography that really like kind of like yeah are on the level or like semi-close mostly gravity more so that's what i was gonna but, say gravity is the only one that i can think like that changed the game for space movies yeah as well as much as like 2001 and like that the technical aspect of it yeah so that's why i was like yeah like it makes no sense why it wasn't nominated for cinematography. Yeah. It got the, it, I think it won the BAFTA for cinematography, but, and it got like best film. BAFTAs loved it more than Oscars. But so you said that that was your highlight of the movie is the cinematography. That'd be like your best part of it. Yeah. And this, like that and the special effects, but like anything with the rotating, <clears throat> like it just like blew my mind. And I like literally was so entranced and loved it. Yeah. Like anytime on any of the spaceships, except like the little baby one. Well, yeah. What are the, is this so is the script kelly for you like the downside to it yeah i guess so i mean to be honest like i the visuals and the special effects like are what really took me over but like again like i i understand it's a movie with no dialogue and that's the way it was written and yeah. the way he intended it but i was just like you know i'm not i'm not becoming immersed in the movie that much because it's like i the, I've grown to not care for any of the characters. I don't even really know what any of their names were or like their purpose. So it's just kind of like because the script was so little and minimal, I was missing that aspect of becoming fully immersed because I was too busy looking at like I was too busy looking at the set pieces and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they were talking, I was just like, like waving away, like I don't care. Like go to the. I want to see the shots. See the like see that. the story. Surprise! Like at first when we I first started, and it was with like the I daughter. like the how part. Yeah, like that part was like great. the middle part. You like the yeah, story. Yeah, the middle part, which I I'm pretty sure everyone mostly enjoys that. But like generally, I was just like, I mean, it's a story about evolution, but like, you know, it's nothing special for me. No, yeah, because I'm like a lot. I, some of the reviews were like, it's hard work to get into, but once you get into it, it's amazing. And then there there are ones where it's like. It's just, where was it? It says, um, visually stunning, but like boring. I don't think this story was bad. I liked all of it. It made sense to me. But what I, I loved when they went into like the space story, like from when you see the, from when it goes from the bone to the, to the nuclear thing floating in the sky, like the other weapon, I liked it from then because I just felt like the, the it, I got what they were trying to do with the Dawn of Man. It just felt like we're too... We're, we're, we're going too far into it. But to be honest, I think the Dawn of Man scene and HAL 9000 are the two most recognizable scenes of this film. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, to me, it's like, cause I think I saw someone say, like, they could have shortened the beginning and the end a little bit to fit, to make it more cohesive where it doesn't feel so one, two, three. And I felt like the, the middle is so strong that if you shorten the beginning and the end just a little bit to make it not like, oh, there's a whole half hour beginning part that people don't like and a whole hour at like ending that people don't understand or maybe that people do like it. i don't know i just felt like it could have been condensed and paced a little differently do you not agree no because i think that the beginning you kind of it sets the tone i feel and the ending is just 
the ending is is what makes people talk about it. I still feel like today it was just, everyone still has their own opinions on what this is. But I I, I really I really think that if someone says it is definitely this, I know it's this, this is the meaning. They're wrong. Well, no, someone and said they're lying. Someone said the controversial ending of two thousand one always turns people away from this film. Not many movies leave itself open for discussion. But I'm like, this movie. I know there's a bunch of movies that I feel like we've seen where it's like the ending makes no sense. Which then you don't like the movie as a whole. I feel like this one, it still fit the movie. So like even if you don't understand it or don't like it and, and it throws you off, it's still like you start thinking about it. You're like, oh wow, it does. Even if it's there's there's not a lot of plot that I can connect it to, it still does connect. I mean, I agree more so with that. Like you could have shortened them to be honest. Um, the Dawn of Man. It's not like you cut out the key parts but it's like i don't need to see them sitting around for like mm -hmm. another an extra two minutes like that's not going to change anything same goes for the ending for me like when i i told matt i was like when i realized what was happening when he started going through the back hole i was like from what i've just watched in this movie and from what i know of stanley kubrick this is gonna be a long ass sequence and I fast forward. Well, I there were some, <laughs> I, there were some reviews that I read that people yeah. did the same thing. I fast forwarded because I was just like, it's not that like I watched it for like five, maybe five to eight minutes, almost 10 minutes. But I was just like, there's like no little subliminal flashes that are making a difference. Like you see his face like going. Ah! But then I'm like, but it's not like subliminal messaging where it's like, oh, you're going to miss something. It's like there's nothing to miss. You're just watching like fucking colors. And stuff I think like it's that. just. To be honest with you, a very creative choice. It's like the the director's choice to like make it that long. No, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why, but that's where I'm just like, it's not needed to get this point across. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to see it in green. I don't need to see it in red. I don't need to see it in different colors. And I was just like, the colors are fun. But I was also just like, I'm also watching. It's like I'm watching like a Microsoft, an old school like um, Windows like XP like like screensaver go by. And that's when it's like this may be because of the, during due to the times. It may be to the times because actually me and Jimmy discussed this because he was like, it's kind of like the ending of Babylon where you're watching the films mm -hmm. and everything. But I was like, but that one I was into because like I knew it's like a film reel that's kind of melting away to an extent and how it's doing the colors and stuff like this was just like fucking colors. See, now I wonder now if this is I was just thinking as you were saying that like, like there was no other scenes for me to like really watch. I'm like, OK, I see his face go like in rapture like every now and then. But it was like there's nothing to take from it but i wonder if like when you're if you're actually seeing the theater and maybe it was in back when when it came out because of the intermission no i would have like, hated it but because like, like for me it's like if you you had a break for a second to like go you know like it was almost like pausing it for a second and then coming back i felt like it was it wouldn't feel like this long it probably didn't feel as long maybe no i would have still hated it i personally don't like shit like that mm -hmm. like that's like not just saying it like just because of this movie, I personally do not enjoy things like that where it's like if there's no purpose to it other than just a creative choice and for stuff like if I'm just looking at colors and stuff like again, like this is how my mind is simplifying it. I don't like that. I like to have I like every shot or something to have some sort of meaning meaning to it. This I was just like, I can see why people got high to go see this because like yeah. I was thinking like to myself, I was like, yo, if I was drunk right now, this be so funny. And I'd yeah. be like, yo, what's happening? Yeah. Like, I would love it. But like as just what it is right now. No, I mean, it didn't. I don't. It, it was 23 minutes. It's funny, though, because when I, I sat down with Jimmy to watch it, just like he was finishing it up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to leave when the ending happened because it gets a little long. But then I kind of sat there for a little bit. I'm like, 
it does kind of put you in a trance and it's like you do want to watch it you're like i don't know it's something I about i it. heard them i heard the score going on and i knew exactly where you were and i was like nope oh yeah i was like downstairs oh i guess i i don't mind it as much as i thought but i and also at that the ending i was like i feel like this was like an a24 movie before like a24 movies were a thing yeah and i'm like which you know is the all those movies get tossed up for debate if they're the choices are right or not but we're going back to the point of the vat it could have been shortened that's Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it could have been shortened yeah doesn't matter whether or not i liked it or didn't like it we didn't need to see some of it but a lot of the and a lot of the reviews i like a lot of the reviews i read like it would be like an eight star review but it would say darn near unwatchable classic like ever, I feel like there's like three groups for this movie. Either you hated it straight up, you mm-hmm. don't like anything, you don't like it, but you can understand why it's a classic and like why it's the movie yeah. it is, or you love it. I'm in the middle car- category where it's like I get why it's a classic. Yeah, I hundred percent. You just don't get love it. the movie. I just don't love the movie. Yeah. Like, would I choose to watch it again? Probably not. But I see where how it's influenced our industry yeah. and how much people have taken from it. Yeah. And I won't take that away from it because I do enjoy it. I just don't like the story. And it, well, well, see, like, I think I'm the opposite. If I'm in the well, mood to watch it Well, you've already watched it, it multiple times. I, but well, if it's like one of those movies, like where if it's in like the theater, like in IMAX, or they're showing it in 70 millimeter, like I, 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 I want to see I, I would see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I couldn't sit through it again. It's like Titanic being released again in the theater. Oh, so no. I'm like, I just, I like, I need to see that in the theater. I have a visceral reaction to Titanic. So like that one I have to see, but this one I probably would opt out of it because I don't think I could sit through it. To I be think honest. this is, I, I really think this is the movie that Christopher Nolan saw and was like, I need all my films to be IMAX 70 millimeter. Well, this is the movie that George Lucas saw that he said, I think, influenced Star Wars. Yes. No, but I mean, like, just the, the filming of it, because I, I feel like just it's very Christopher Nolan-esque in regards to, like, I feel like it's going to be like Oppenheimer, in Inception, not like his Dark Knight movies, but more like Interstellar, Inception, The Dark Knight, to me, uh, this Dunkirk. Is- this was like if Christopher Nolan ever were to make a Star Wars movie, like it would he be like did. this. It was Interstellar. Well, no, I know. Well, I guess that's true. Interstellar yeah. is like that's why I brought up Interstellar because the way the story type is, it's just like straight up kind of like this is what he thinks a two thousand one space odyssey. Because even is. when I was watching the scene where he's talking to his daughter, I'm like, this is the scene in Interstellar where like he sees his daughter grow up. Well, on that yeah. like thing, I'm like, wow, it's just so crazy. It's just like, and then there's he, so many little things. And then for him, how quickly time went because when he kept going through the black holes, and then yeah. he's like, oh, my daughter's old and she's on her deathbed. That's why I kept thinking of Interstellar during this movie, and I was. That's why I'm just like, this is what Christopher Nolan thought of 2001: A Space Odyssey. So let me ask you this: Do you think it's the greatest sci-fi movie of all time? No. I mean, I'm trying to think of other sci-fi movies, but I would definitely put it in the top five. It's I, yeah I, I don't I would have to like look at a list. I mean you have Star Wars like the original Star yeah. Wars. You have I would say Interstellar because yeah, I definitely I don't know if I can say it's number Sci-fi one. Sci-fi is such a large, is such a large genre that it's like, like Blade Runner and all that. That's mm. sci-fi. So it's just kind of like I can't say it is the best because again I am also action biased and sort of that type of thing. So it's like no I don't think this is the best sci-fi movie ever. If we're talking about like yeah, visual I'm, effects, I'm getting and stuff a lot like of that. like different. Yeah, it's so it's yeah. such the breadth of this it's category. Grand. It's too it's too big to say something like that. Yeah, but I will say I definitely can see why people think that. Like there and like, but also I don't know if I can say 
number one just because there's so many. Well, yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's technically sci-fi. Yeah, but I can definitely put it in top five where it's like that's a. It, I understand why people think it's the greatest. And I can I can say it's it's one of the greatest because of what it did. Yeah, for what it did, I yeah. can say like I can say that like it deserves to be in the IMDb top two fifty. It 100%. deserves the Oscars nominations and the wins that it got. I just personally don't love it. That's it. Now let me ask you this because the way you phrased it, do you think it should have been even nominated for Best Picture based yes. on what it did? To be honest, yes. From what I know about Best Picture and the way they go, yes, it should yeah. have been nominated for Best Picture. But that's why I said I'm not. I can't take anything away from it. It's just in personal. Yeah. Like personal, like it's just not where it's at for me. Like yeah. I really, I need character development. I need stuff like that. And for this type of movie, it just doesn't. It's almost like a anthology type of thing where it's like you get a different set of characters for every single, like uh, what do you call it's it? It's three parts. It's yeah. a three part film. For every part, there's like a different set of characters to deal with. Yeah. So it's just kind of like I've yet. I didn't get to grow with them. And it's like, that's what I love in certain movies, growing with characters. Maybe that's why... I didn't like Lane. No, they like what? Lane. Oh, maybe that's why I feel like if you watch it multiple times, you kind of grow with them a little bit because you see different things. Yeah, but you have to be willing to. And and for me, I probably would, like I said, I was like, I love seeing things in IMAX and there are certain things that I'm just like, I got to see it. Or like you... But I, this one is not one of them, unfortunately, because I just don't enjoy watching the story play out. At first, though, I if thought... If I could just watch the middle part, I would just watch the middle part. At first, I thought I was going to be like with you. I'm like, oh, like it's jumping. It's so many different things that are happening. And then I was like, oh, this is like the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. And then I watched parts with him. I was like, oh, I think I'm with like with him where the more I watch it, the more I'm like, you see little things. And you're like, oh, I just appreciate it okay, more. But I'm saying like the more like full like watching it in the no, film, I'm not just, just but, scenes. But I'm just saying just even in, like, you know, scenes. But, like, okay, this is just an off, off, like, off uh, conversation just a tiny bit. Me and Matt were both very confused about the beginning of the movie because it was just, like, sound and it was just black. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you I li- have the... Uh, it was the prologue. The, the, the uh, oh, my God, what's it called? What? It's, it's not a prologue. It's not called a prologue. It's called the... Um, Overture. 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 So like I thought my I thought my streaming service was broken. I thought yeah. Max was broken. Well, no, I didn't. Oh, really- I see, I mean I've seen it, so I knew there was an overture. <laughs> I fr- I turned it on and it was just like music and a black screen. I'm like, oh yeah, there's an overture. I miss overtures in movies. I didn't know it was so long, so I was like, hmm. And then I kept fast forwarding, and I was like, oh my god, the streaming service is broken. And then I'm like, fast forward ten minutes, and then I saw a picture. I'm like, oh, it's supposed to do that. Then I restarted because like, now I have to go from the. Because in my head, I didn't think they would put that version on a, on a streaming service. Oh no, a lot of a lot of them, a lot of them. If they had an intermission in the theater, they'll they'll so, put an intermission or so the overture. When the intermission came on, I read it as, um, what did I? Oh, what's the word? Um, uh, transmission. Because I was like, oh, it's part of the movie. Like, I guess like it's a new scene. And I'm like, wait, did I just read intermission? And I was like, oh, I guess like this. I guess they Here, just. This is also, I feel, I don't know why they got rid of intermissions in long movies. Because I enjoy them. Because sometimes you just need like a break. You just need like to zone out for like 10 minutes. Go to the bathroom. Not have to worry about anything. Like, I think the last one that had one was the hateful, road the hateful. road show version of The Hateful Eight. Oh. No, not the I normal s- version. I think it was the roadshow version. No, I saw the Hateful Eight in theaters with an intermission. Then I don't know. I, well, I mean, I think you had to go to certain theaters yeah, to get the it one. Was in 70 I mil- went to the, Farmingdale. The 70 millimeter version had 
had a had an intermission. Yeah. But I've seen like Gone with the Wind in the theater. They had an intermission. West Side Story has an intermission. Did you think Endgame needed an intermission? Or because it took so long for them to write five years later that that was an intermission. Look, that was so like fast paced that I didn't, I don't, I mean, I can see why people would want it, but I don't, for me, I didn't need an intermission. Well, no, yeah, like I wanted to keep watching it, like, but I'm just honest, saying that's like, they, a, that's over a three hour movie. If they ever did. Or Avatar. If they ever did like Infinity War and Game together. Well, yeah. Well, definitely put like <laughs> but five like, hours. No, but only like a 10, a ten minute intermission. No, I understand yeah, that, yeah. but, need. but you, you need that. It's you five also, hours. You also added on like another two and a half hour movie. Like Avatar, I can see the way of water needing a, 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 a an intermission. But that you I have to see. pick the right part. It's almost got to be like a small cliffhanger. I miss the overtures in movies, so... No, I just didn't. I just was confused why. Like, oh, it's not because I hated it. It was just like I was confused. I didn't know what was happening. Okay, because so. I didn't know that it was going to happen, and I didn't know it was going to be so long. So it was like I got to like the three minute mark, and I was like, nothing's happening. Hateful Eight said overture yeah. when it started. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I had no indication yeah. that it was okay. working or not so working. I'm gonna say from from now on, and when we watch older movies that are either epics and or musicals. Jimmy, this is the first movie we watched with one of these. No, but I think I, there's a couple more on the list that do have Probably. overtures and intermissions. I th- if, is it Gone with the Wind on there? Yeah, Gone with the Wind. Oh, 100%. Wind. Yeah, that definitely has a, an overture. Um, a Sound of Music is on there. Okay, that's got an overture. I think like some of the big musicals have it. Yeah, I can see that. But now I know. I just, you know, maybe it's I'm stupid. I'm like, I like them to say like overture and not just like, I'm thinking it's just like because some movies start well, with the like, black what, screen. West Side Story, I think they had like a little animation. They did when they had the overture. Some movies, some but sometimes movies just start with a black screen with stuff with sound. Then I'm like, oh okay, like I hear something, but I'm like, why don't I see anything? And then I scroll, then I'm like MGM. I'm like, oh okay, wait, hold on, okay, let me go back now. That's the thing. Like it was just like it's like no, I have no problem with that happening. But this, since this was the first one that we did, I was confused because yeah. I kept going forward and I'm like. What's going on? It's going on for longer. No, I know. It's going for longer. Same. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is broken. And I literally stopped it, X'd out, closed the app, and restarted the app because I thought something was broken. I'm not even kidding. I thought maybe something was like it was an error. I did too as well. <laughs> I did. Has anyone, I know you probably not you, but have you seen the sequel? No. Like, there's a sequel? Yeah, it's called 2010 When We Make Contact. And it's like actually like, well reviewed, got Oscar yeah, nominations. It's supposed to be, I, I've heard good things. Helen Mirren's in it. Um, Who's uh, directed it? A different director, but like it had the blessing. Like Stanley Cooper was like, I don't care, do it. Like write it because the guy who wrote 2001 wrote 2010. Okay. So and I think he helped the script as well. I actually I don't know. I think the other guy might have wrote it, but it had like Helen Mirren, John Lithgow. The um, what's the guy from Jaws? I forgot his name. The what? Richard Dreyfuss. No, the Roy sheriff. Schneider. Roy Schneider. Uh, it just had so many people, and I was just like, and I watched the trailer. I'm like, this kind of looks. That looks good. And I looked at the reviews. I'm like, it made money. It made like decent money. I'm like, oh, so this isn't like a weird like direct to DVD. D- yeah, I was like, oh, this is a weird it's sequel. Not like I'm Titanic like, two, Jack's Return. No, it got like Oscar <laughs> nominations, and I'm like, should I watch this? I don't even know where you could watch it. You can probably watch it on a streaming service. But the trailer makes like it doesn't have the same aesthetic as like Stanley Kubrick, which I'm like, eh, I don't know if I would like it then. But I just want to see how they think 2010 is. And I was like, because 2001, you didn't get that much, right? But before we move to the back end of the show, Jimmy, please, were there any reviews you wanted to talk about? So let's go with some bad ones first. Okay. Because those are usually the better ones. Half a star from Erm Yeg Palovic. 
One of my favorite comedies of all time. <laughs> my favorite part is when Hal tells Dave to take a chill pill. I think it was written like that to throw you off when in reality it is physiological and thematically fascinating. From the compound. Half a star. This movie would have been a lot better if it was about sucking and fucking on asshole. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, from Beth McPhee, half a star. I spend at least half an hour each week thinking about how much I truly despise this movie. <laughs> Some good reviews are uh, five stars from Pinitica. Every time I watch this, I feel like I've learned something new from it every time. And I still don't understand the film to this day. <laughs> from Joseph, five stars. Seriously, I need this in a theater so fucking bad. Well, apparently he missed the uh, road show in like 2018. Five stars from Christian LG. Science. True. Yeah, I guess everything's pretty much just like it's genius. So time for win, lose. I have a very fun game today. Okay. So the game is this. 2001 Space Odyssey's tagline is an epic drama of adventure and exploration. Now yours, your job is to guess the movie with a number in the title based on the tagline. Okay. 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 Kelly, can you please buzz in? Jimmy, can you please buzz in? Okay. So number one, getting even is a full-time job. Ocean's Eleven. No. I thought you were going to have it, actually. Do you mean read it again? I can, like, I, I know the type of movie it is. Do you want me to read it again? I, I know what you said. Getting oh, okay. even is a full-time okay. job. Okay, I just want to make sure. But, like, like, I know what type of can movie it is. Can you give us another clue? Yeah. Because this is really hard. Can getting you give us an actor? If I give you an actor, it's going to give it away. Even. It's a, it's a full-time full job. job. Full-time. Full-time job. But there's a number in the title. But there's job. a number. Yeah, jo- Nine to five. Yes. Okay. Ah! I was like... <laughs> you know what the, yeah. I, 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 I didn't want to say what I was thinking. I was like, I know it's a revenge film, <laughs> but I cannot get it. <laughs> okay. Please stop. Number two. The only thing getting blown tonight is their cover. No, it's not that movie. Buzzin'. No, buzzin'. See it. Say no, it, it's not. There's no number in the title. Oh. I was like, I feel like you might get this what one, Kelly. Repeat it. The only thing getting blown tonight is their cover. Like their secret identity? In a way. I feel like it's like on the tip of my tongue, <laughs> but I cannot fucking get it. Is this one of those ones that if you say an actor, we're definitely going to get it? 40 Days and 40 Nights. No. The one with what? Josh Hartnett? <laughs> um... I'm trying to think of like a like an actor that won't give it away. Uh, I was gonna say him, but that would give it away. Uh, undercover. It's not undercover, brother. <laughs> no, they're undercover with a number in it. Is this really bad that we're not getting? It? I mean, once you'll hear it, you understand it. But undercover. This one probably might be like the one that like it'd be hard to get. What year did it come out? Can uh, you give us a year? Th- in the after 2012. After oh, so it's recent. Yeah. Oh wait, I know what it is. Buzz in. Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, number okay, so we're tied now. Number as soon as you said 2012, I was like, oh, I know it. <laughs> okay, so maybe if I do this game again, I'll put the years on it as well. Um, number three, beyond darkness, beyond fear, lies the fantastic. Can you buzz again, Kelly? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic Four. Yes, Fantastic Four. Jimmy, you're you're losing here. Um, okay, next one. Imagine having to win over the girl of your dreams every freaking day. 
51st date. Yes. Oh my God. Damn here's the tiebreaker. I was like, I was like, there's so many. I was like, okay. What's I almost said 40 days and 40 nights again. <laughs> I almost said, uh, I almost said happy death. <laughs> like it has nothing to do with that. I was like, time loop, time loops, time loops. Um. So this one, both have your buzzers ready. I feel like you're both gonna get it really easily. Hopefully. Okay. So many dogs. So so little time. Jimmy. 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Oh. Now, so see, it would have been said- smart if it was 102 Dalmatians. You should have said that you had to finish speaking first. Well, I think I accepted it for another one for someone, so <laughs> I was like, I can't. Okay, well, Kelly, we don't have any kinkies, but you have the white claw, so you can just... I was going to say, here's a Jack Daniels shot. <laughs> Chug it! <laughs> mm, <sorry>. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you had it, and you were sipping. I haven't realized you hadn't opened it yet. I was like, oh, maybe... Well, I, I forgot to open it before we started, and I was like, I can't do it. Anymore. Well, no, in the middle, I was like, oh, I'll just have her, like, the little she has left, I'll just have her chug it, but I was like, I can't have her chug a full can no. of white claw. <laughs> <laughs> you want me um, to, like, yeah, so burp. I thought that, that was a fun game, right? I feel like that was fun. I enjoyed fun. that. Okay, so next is MVP, LVP. Nine to five is a great movie, too. I'm just, I love that. Okay, MVP, LVP, Jimmy, what is your most valuable player? My most valuable player would have to be the special effects. Kelly. Stanley Kubrick himself. I'll give it to Hal 9000. Um, Jimmy, your LVP, your least valuable player. Could be anything. The product placement. There was just too Is there much. that much? In that I don't one Pan scene. Am, but... Then they had Hilton and... Oh, yeah, you're and right. Also- telephone booths and Howard Johnson. Yeah, I saw and, the yeah. Howard Johnson. I mean, half of them don't exist anymore. Kelly, your LVP, your least level player? The script. The script. I will say the pacing. And finally, or the second last thing for today, tonight, whenever you're listening to us. I will give this a... I'll give a. I'll take a point off for the sh- the that they could have shortened the beginning and the end. So I'll give it a nine. Kelly, I'll give it an eight. I was gonna give it a nine. That's an eight point seven. <gasps> oh, I got so excited! I thought we were about to have the same number, but we were higher. We were eight point seven. The IMDb rating is eight point three. I got very excited there because I don't like that. I feel like <laughs> late the last few movies we've been like numbers above or numbers below. It never is like the same number. But Jimmy, please close this out with. The clue for next week. Okay, so the big climactic scene takes place at Mount Rushmore. Um, It stars, as of the filming of this episode, the... Did the stars change? Well, it stars, as of this episode, it is the oldest living actor to win an Oscar that is still living. Does that make sense? It stars... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And... Number three, the director makes a cameo. If you can guess those, stay tuned for next week. We will see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.